This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning, my friends. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and welcome to the show. This is AOM Radio and each time we do four things. But first, who's the show brought to you? Okay, (laughs) our show is brought to you by the Anatomy of Marriage app. It's a couples counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring. You Mm -hmm. guys, we made it. It has conversation starters. It has bedroom sexy games. It's got all the stuff you need, lessons, everything. So go check it out. Go to anatomyofmarriage.com and disnownload it today. I'm going to be like Kev on stage, and every every time you say... um, Love out. Yeah, the anatomy of marriage. I'm going to go, marriage. Okay, scooch back just All right, a hair. sorry. What's up, Joe, my friend? Okay, let's dive into it. We do four things, y'all. We call them the pigs, the P-I-G-G-S, mm-hmm. right? And that is we do a prayer together because uh, prayer strengthens our marriage, mm-hmm. right? And it strengthens our spirit and soul. And if you guys uh, don't do that, that's fine. Take a minute to uh, sit in silence or meditate or whatever you do. You do you. We share an intention. What's my intention for the day that will bring joy and happiness Mm -hmm. and and enrichment to my love's life, right? And then a gratitude. We share what I was thankful for, what she was thankful for that we did yesterday. Right. So... Right. Let's go. Uh, and we encourage you to do these every day with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And we do like proper pigs with our kiddos too. Prayer, mm-hmm. intention, gratitude, goals. And it is rad. Mm. It helps our day so much. Uh, and oils oil, oil, kindness. kindness. Can't say anything. Uh, good morning, you guys. Good morning. What's up? And we are live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's who we're talking to. Get over it if you don't like it. Uh, or join us. <laughs> so my... you want to pray? Mm-hmm. All right, go for it. All right, thanks, God. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for uh, bringing us safety and uh, wisdom, God. I pray that you continue to uh, push on our hearts to grow and to get wisdom and to uh, help others out. I pray the show is good for people who are listening, and I pray that it's good for us. Amen. Amen. Good prayer. All right. Uh, Intention. Yes. This is your behavioral goal for Mm -hmm. your relationship. Mm -hmm. What is your intention? Remember when I said yesterday, I'm just going to be with you when I'm with you? Mm -hmm. I intend to do that again. All right. You know what I'm saying? Just listen to you. What are you doing? How's your day? What's Mm -hmm. up, girlfriend? That kind of thing. My intention is attunement with you. Mm. 
I guess that's a key that's missing, perhaps. Oh, yeah? So I intend to attune. How are you going to do it? Attunshin. I'm just going to work on being present and like Attune. attuning and like mm-hmm. a radio, like a, what's the thing? Mm-hmm. Antenna. A scanner. And like finding what your emotional state is and okay. attuning to it and trying right. to be present for that. Hmm. I like that. We're looking for, hey, what's my spouse bringing? I'm looking for you. Are they hot, cold, warm? What do they need? Right. right. What do they need? Mm-hmm. Right. And then gratitude. Sweet. I am very thankful, and this is kind of funny, but you (laughs) have an injured leg. So Seth cut down like 100 trees the other day and chainsawed all forever and whatever. But his the tendon of your knee hurts, Mm -hmm. which has never hurt before. And this is so weird, but Seth, for our entire marriage, will randomly pretend that his leg is injured and he'll limp around the house. (laughs) And it's very funny, but he's doing it like, like he does it like it's a thing. And this morning, I watched you. I think it was this morning or last night. Your knee actually does hurt, and now you actually it, are limping temporarily. You're right, and you still made it funny, like you did some goofy <laughs> thing, and you went, oh. like to be silly. <laughs> right, and I was like, I'm just thankful for that. Well, it's funny, and it actually hurts. So yeah. I'm trying to nurse it back to health. <laughs> uh, somebody says I was today years old when I realized Melanie's earrings are part of her <laughs> headphones. Yes, <laughs> see, I was so tired of not being able to wear my fancy earrings, mm. so I. Poked holes in my headphones, <laughs> and I wear my She Loves That's Pretty good. Shop earrings. Yeah. yeah, you guys go check out She Loves Pretty on Instagram. She is cool, and she makes good stuff. And She's Melanie likes And so, okay, my gratitude is yesterday, I was feeling off. My leg was hurting, which was... Sounds such like a baby. Like, oh, my leg is hurting. I'm going to go to bed early. But I got home at, I don't know, like 7... And just became super, super sleepy. You wake up at like, at like five every day well, and know, go to I bed know, but, at eleven thirty. But here's You're the, here's the lacking point: sleep. I was really sleepy at eight fifteen, mm. and I went to bed early. I said, "Hey, can I go to bed early?" And you're like, "Yeah, go to bed early, of course." So thank you for that. And I told you to go to bed, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went to bed early. So thank you for that. That was cool. <laughs> you're welcome. So okay, let's dive in. What's up, Rochelle? Let's dive into the question today. All right. So you can send your questions in to hello mm-hmm. at anatomyofmarriage.com or you can send them in through the Anatomy of Marriage app. I'm going right. to say it again. Send them in through the app, guys. It's amazing. Love app. Okay, that's wrong. <laughs> so uh, number one, I have three questions today. Hopefully we Dang. get them. Number one. We got time for that. I am stuck in a place where I want my husband and my marriage, but around this time last year, I stepped out on him. Everything in me is still suffering from something I did a year ago. It is so hard to move forward on some days. I feel that my spouse would be happier without me. Mm. What does forgiveness for myself look like? And Mm. how do I get past this hump? Mm. Well, okay. I'm going to go back in time and say, tell me about the the five years of your marriage before you stepped out. Assuming they were married for five years? Does that say that somewhere? Well, no, but... You could be married for one year. You don't okay. know. Okay. One year. Uh, tell me about a amount of time that uh, w- before um, you stepped out, right? Because uh, emotional fl- emotional affairs and physical affairs aren't ever usually about oh that that grass is greener mm-hmm. over there. I'm going over there. It's it's an indication of something lacking mm-hmm. in the marriage, right? So I would want to talk about that pattern and heal that first mm-hmm. and get that shored up as possible and if the question if if that has been worked on and stuff but you still have the negative tape recorder in your mind saying oh my gosh i blew it how can i forgive myself now you are holding your own self back you were held and so i would 
look into therapy mm-hmm. and explore how do you forgive other people, right? How do you... Um, why would that pop up? That's weird. I don't know. Uh, uh, how do you forgive other people? Tell me about patterns in your life when other people did something wrong to you. Do you feel in your heart, in your spirit, that you deserve forgiveness, right? right? Because if your husband actually has forgiven you and say, hey, let's move on, then that doesn't mean a hill of beans if you can't forgive yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I would I would do a lot of work around that. Just dig in for the next three months or whatever reading all that I can on forgiveness, on, on moving on, letting, letting things go. Right. How do I forgive myself and how do I accept myself? You know, Marissa Peer's book, I Am Enough, mm-hmm. is really, really good because it sounds like you're on, you're, you've created your own prison around, I blew it, what, it, what is this? I can't. Like, I, I have felt this when I have messed up with the kids before, like just totally bombed a, a, a parenting opportunity and go, oh, Man, but my mom told me something really just super simple and insightful. And I was talking to her about this like, Mom, did I, have we messed the kids up? Did I do this? And she's like, Don't even think that. You are not going to go down that road. Mm -hmm. You know, and she's old, obviously. So she has experience there. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's good. Don't even go down that road. Mm -hmm. Don't even give that thought a foothold Mm -hmm. to be like, great, I blew it. This is irreparable Mm -hmm. because it's not. You learn from it and then you go. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Mm -hmm. an affair is a heck of a thing to to go through and to learn from, Mm -hmm. but you actually can learn from it. Right. We can mistake. We can, what is it? I can't remember, but go ahead. <laughs> There's two things that I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. One is the pain body. Hold that thought in your mind. The pain body is yours mm-hmm. to hold. Um, I want to now there's two ideas and I don't want to forget them. Mm-hmm. Number one, I want you to think of standing at like a fork in the road, but there's four little roads coming off of it. So you're mm-hmm. on one road and you see four roads in front of you mm-hmm. and you go, I don't know where they lead. Right. But I want you to, without actually taking any of the roads... Be like Gandalf and follow your nose. Nope. Uh, this one smells better. I want you to think about what it would look like mm-hmm. on this road. Let's say the road to the right. I hold on to my bitterness toward myself, my, my lack of forgiveness, and I go through our entire marriage doing that. Now close your eyes and think about what that would look like. Mm. In three years, five years, ten years, twenty years, what has holding on to your... Um, lack of forgiveness looked like if you project out on that road. Mm -hmm. Now, without traveling down the road, the Mm -hmm. next one, you go to the one next over and you say, okay, what would it look like if I went and got therapy for three years and in three years I would do this and in five years I would do this without moving, Mm -hmm. project your mind down that path. Then go to the next one and say, what would it look like if we both got therapy? And Mm -hmm. then to the next one and say, Mm -hmm. what would it look like if I could forgive myself, if I did yoga every day, if I started meditating? Mm -hmm. And literally, without moving, without making any choices, imagine the different options. This Mm -hmm. is a thing I think nobody does. Imagine yourself at the end of that road. Right. There's there's a a couple of interventions in, in therapy. And there, there's there's tons of tons of goals, but um, are tons of tons of methods. Mm-hmm. One of them is, hey, where do you as you as you continue down this path? Mm-hmm. I asked this question to a client yesterday. Where do you see yourself? You know, like drinking and partying every night and hanging out with gangs uh-huh. and stuff. Literally, dang it. <laughs> Keep on. No one cares. Where, where do you see yourself right. in 
six months from now. Mm-hmm. Yes, project. Or, yeah. or with things like coaching that we're doing, where do you see yourself in 90 days mm-hmm. if we're talking every day? Mm-hmm. If we have goals that are so solid and we are so resolute on those, mm-hmm. where do you completely see yourself in, in 90 days from now? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I see myself as my body is transformed, mm-hmm. my mind is transformed, and I've been crushing it for 90 days. Of, of course you're going to right, see right. yourself in a different... And so let me go back to my second point was the pain body, which sounds so weird, but it's Eckhart Tolle's oh, way. Boy. Don't get that sidetracked with Here comments. Here we go. Don't get sidetracked with comments. You promise me you will not <laughs> read not. them. So the pain body, this idea mm-hmm. is, and I'm reading New Earth. I just started it this morning. Mm-hmm. And right out of the gate, it is amazing. And he's talking about this idea that inherent in all of us, and you can call it, depending on what faith ideology you follow, it's sin nature, it's, um, you know, the whatever. I don't even know any other ones. But basically what he (laughs) talked about, the idea of sin, Mm -hmm. is that you got off the path of health. And when you think of it that way, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, that's Mm -hmm. like super clarifying Mm -hmm. and simple. And basically he's saying all of us have within us this sin nature or don't if you don't put it in that faith based context, Mm -hmm. we have a nature to uh, that is like a base nature. We want to ruin Mm -hmm. what we have. Mm -hmm. And it literally everyone has it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the challenge then becomes one acknowledging that mm-hmm. without it being fearful, mm-hmm. without being afraid of it, without being like, oh, I'm so terrible, I'm a dumb idiot, right. and knowing that that's a thing. Because moving forward, you're going mm-hmm. to have the same exact temptation right. to go cheat on your spouse, to think the grass is greener, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The first step to like enlightenment is knowing that we mm-hmm. all have that nature. Right. Call it sin, call it whatever you want. Well, I've been reading a lot of Stephen Pressfield recently, and he calls it the resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have kind of two things and there's a million different ways to say it. We all have two two wolves inside right. of us. You know, and the the one that we choose to feed grows, right? right. And that can be sin nature or not sin nature. Mm-hmm. It can be resistance or doing the work mm-hmm. it can be light and dark light and dark and you know yin and yang or, or however right. you want to say it and w- like there's so many so many uh, stories and metaphor like this uh, you know i can boil it down to one thing i always say on the show is i would rather know that mm-hmm. there's a bear around that tree right rather than just like well i hope there's not i think there's not oh crap there is you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. so you i have to admit to myself and my family guys we're not going to panic we're mm-hmm. going to do safety protocol or whatever. Right. Bear There's a bear protocol. up there. Let me lead us through, and we're all going to respond right. this way. Or I can just walk along going, oh, I hope there's not a bear. But then I kind of... Which is what the majority of the world does. And he means That's like right. the bear in this case is yourself. It's the dark side of yourself, the yeah. bad side of yourself, the unhealthy uh, young, side of yourself. Carl, Carl, uh, Carl Young calls it the shadow self. Yes. Right? And it's this other side. That everyone has. Right. Even your pastor, even your mom, even your uncles. If you're born, you got it. Right. And that's what I think in this question, like, how do I forgive myself? Mm-hmm. I, I stepped out on my, my husband. I think he would be happier without me. Mm. Uh, yeah, he'd probably feel better if you hadn't done that. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. He is choosing to stay with you. Let that be stronger than mm-hmm. your desire to hold on to your lack of forgiveness. Now, I'm going to go biblical for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Paul, also known as Saul. What did he used to do before he was like writing books of the Biblio? What did he do? He killed Christians. Yeah, guys. Paul, when he was Saul, was killing Christians actively, like chasing them down, murdering them. And then he decided, 
got blinded by Jesus, bam, on the road. <laughs> and the road to Damascus and uh, it became Paul. That's he right. wrote books of the Bible. If Paul can forgive himself, who are you to not forgive yourself? Mm. Think about the opposite of what you're doing. Like Busted. if you're saying, I'm so amazing, I can't possibly forgive my sin, but all these people in mm-hmm. the Bible can, that right. God used, who were like terrible, terrible people. Right. Right? So what you're saying is, let's put it in perspective. I don't think yes. this is like, oh, I'm so good, I can't even forgive myself. Mm-hmm. There is, and I'm going to get real time here. Do it. There is a comfort in oh, that. Oh, yes. You see what I'm saying? Say it again. There is a comfort in self deprecating and demeaning behavior, mm-hmm. right? There's a comfort in the things that we do that aren't good. Right. You know what I'm saying? And there's a comfort like, in staying small. Staying I know. Small. I know mm. how to not forgive myself. You know mm. what I don't know how to do? Forgive myself mm. and be empowered and move on. You mm-hmm. cannot be pitiful and powerful at the same time. That you cannot good. move forward while staying in unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. You you can't do it. It's like riding a bike while being chained to the bike stand. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make that choice. It is much easier mm-hmm. to not forgive yourself, to stay where you are because you know where you Tell are. Tell me if this is wrong. Forgiveness isn't a feeling. Forgiveness is a choice. That is not wrong. It is right. It is. Is that right? Am right. I on track here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you're not going to... Forgive I mean, me if I'm not... <laughs> Anyway, we got a lot of questions. So, uh, yes. thank you. Uh, Oils of Kindness, yes, we are coaching. You can email me or Melanie at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com. We do 30, 60, or 90 days, and it is results. Gonna kick your butt. We love it, and I feel like a rock star. Not a rock star, because, well, I feel like, yeah, this is, this is what I am supposed to do. Right. So, coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com. We are jamming on it. New, ma- new marriage material, what's up? Hey, How you doing? Okay, I love this version of the Damascus Road experience, LOL. Yeah, that's totally true. Y'all are becoming my faith people in the world. <laughs> well, thank you so much. The feeling is mutual. You cannot be powerful and pitiful at the same time. No, you can't. And I believe Joyce Meyer said that, right? She says it all we didn't, the time. We didn't say that. But I'm going to say it. Okay. Uh, Bill says, goal setting could help get over the past by giving yourself something to focus on in the present. Mm-hmm. Yes, this the past can't be changed, but it can be learned from mm-hmm. if you are willing to stop ruminating. That's yes. right. And sometimes when, when things seem so overwhelming and so monumental as something like this, then it is it can be very good and very helpful to start with small goals. Sometimes I tell my clients, you know, if they want to do things like 75 hard or whatnot and... It's like the couch to 5K kind of thing. Right. Okay, you're going to start slow. You know what? Today, you can read two pages of a book. Right. If you don't have time to read two pages of a book, then your life has other major problems. Stop watching Netflix. You know what I'm saying? And you can walk. You can get up and walk. For 10 minutes. Yes, you can. I can walk up and down our hallway for 10 minutes. Right. Right? When when we lived with your mom, when I did 75 hard the first time, yeah. I would completely go outside and walk around the car right. in the driveway. Walk around a car, people, for 45 minutes. Right. Right. That's like a six-foot square. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So anybody can do that for 10 minutes. One so. action in the direction of your goals, meaning, in this case, forgiving yourself. One action a day in the direction of your goals will change your life in one week, in mm-hmm. one year, in 10 years. That's so right. start small, but mm-hmm. I would say aim big. I love that, Bill. Okay, this is a good question. How do you forgive yourself when your marriage ended when you didn't want it to? Hmm. Okay, so... how? Uh, okay, well, at, first at, of all... Mm-hmm. How is this only your... Why are you the only one to blame? Mm, well, yeah. So, I mean, 
It says when your marriage ended when you didn't want it to. I will tell you, this is my perspective of this. My dearest friend, she died of cancer a few years ago. Her husband left her. I helped her move out of the apartment they lived in. Mm -hmm. And she held on to, he will come back, he will come back, he will come back. He was a douche and he left her and he got remarried to somebody else. It was not her fault that he Mm -hmm. left her. And she didn't want to no. be not married, right? No. Uh, so, but guess what? She was able to move on and got remarried to a stand-up, awesome, right? An awesome, cool dude, dude right? Yes. So, uh, you know, sometimes there there is a reality. Okay, we were talking about reality li- completely like two seconds ago. Mm, Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, just replacing words for literally. Right. Now. Go for it. <laughs> and we do have to accept hard truth sometimes. Yes. You know, I didn't want to uh you know the marriage to dissolve but it did right you know i didn't want to not move to nashville but we didn't right you know what i'm saying right and of course i'm like a hundred and million times thankful that we right. well, did it okay this is right? slightly confusing let me okay, say sorry. it this way i will okay you didn't want your marriage to end but it did i didn't want to give seth a black eye but i did Boom. i didn't want to have spent months literally tormenting him but i did but guess what if she didn't do if if she if we hadn't gone through all the stuff and learned from it the years of hell then we wouldn't have this podcast we wouldn't be doing coaching we wouldn't be doing all the things speaking we wouldn't be doing this right now right we completely would not be doing this right now Delano says not doing the th- not doing things because it is unhealthy is far more motivating than because of it being right. sinful yeah and I say that as a Christian <laughs> yeah that's true that's absolutely I, yeah. true. Uh, one door closes, one another one will open. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, so, I, I start with what you're holding on to mm-hmm. in that idea of if you're blaming yourself for your marriage disintegrating, it takes two to tango in that mm-hmm. way. And I, I don't know, question that. Just question it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's right or wrong or whatever. You may have done something, but question it and That's think right. about it critically. Okay. Question number two. Number My two. husband stepped out of our marriage and moved in with another woman. After a year, I chose to move on and I met someone and it hurt my husband. <laughs> I was intimate with this man and my husband wanted to make it work, but he says he hasn't forgiven me. What can I do to fix this? I'm going to tell you right now, girl, you don't need that husband. <laughs> if he is telling you, I'm leaving you for this other lady. What? No, I've you already. You did the I've same already, thing I did? I've already left you for this right. other lady. Uh-uh. Right. There are, there's one word. No. It's the only word you need to hear. No, right. that's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not right. It's not okay. It's not healthy. It is manipulative. It's abusive. It ain't right. No. Stepped out of our marriage and moved in with no. another woman. No. And after one year, the wife chose no chose to move on and met someone and oh, slept look, with him. Look, look, that's look, fine. look, look, look. That's like that's your husband saying, I'm the only one who can be happy. You screw right. yourself. Right. No. And if I could Whoever wrote this question, and if I could touch your shoulders and grab you by the shoulders, I would. Here, pretend it. This is not okay. Okay, no, I didn't shake you. It's not okay, and I don't mean to make you feel silly or shamed or stupid. It's not my goal. I hope that talking Uh to you right now makes you feel validated, Mm -hmm. valuable. You deserve to be happy. Mm -hmm. You deserve safety, security, love, all Mm -hmm. of those things, not just your former husband. So uh, my husband wanted to make it work, but he says he hasn't forgiven me. No, your husband uh, did not want to no. make it work. He's lying to you. How when about you this, move bro? Out with another I'm, woman. I'm speaking to the husband now. You can't ask what you don't give, mm-hmm. right? No, you you can't. 
No, it, it, I, this is just backwards. There's so many right. incongruencies. Like, no, 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 no. Right. Bill says, why is she still talking with this guy? No, that yeah. is abusive. It is abusive. Bye, Felicia. Out. <laughs> so. What's the male version of Felicia? Frederico? Yeah, bye, Frederico. Uh, Brene on YouTube says, if you really want to escape, as Mel said, you don't... <laughs> you don't be, don't a, be raccoon. a raccoon. Yes. Let go of the burden behavior in the trap and learn from it in the danger and don't, don't reapproach it. Yes, that actually was... It's so funny. I literally thought the raccoon metaphor, too, while we were talking, is you can't hold on to something and let it go at the same time. Oh, you mean <laughs> the thing. Okay, because yeah. I was like, yeah, who's yeah, talking yeah. about it raccoons? It was from earlier. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> that... Bye, that Frederico. Bye, Frederico. Okay. I like a Frederico. You got to say it with an E in the middle. It's even number better. Number three. Uh, <laughs> number three. <laughs> I put up a two. But I do want to say thank you for submitting that question. And I'm not, I desperately want you to not feel shamed or like we're making fun of you. We are not making fun of you. We are mm-hmm. on your side. Mm-hmm. Health is what a good marriage looks like. <laughs> Bye, Felix. Balance. I like well, that one. Oh, Felix. That's a good one. Bye, Felix. Um, okay. Okay. Number three. I'll read it. My husband and I have been looking for marriage counseling for a while. It is hard to find during COVID pandemic. We need help ASAP or we go in, or we are, or, or we are going to end in divorce. Right. He is constantly accusing me of lying, cheating, hiding stuff from him, and I am not. We recently had a huge fight and I left and went and stayed the weekend with a friend. He believes in his mind that I was staying with another man, which I wasn't. He wants to go and ask my friend questions. He doesn't know her, and I think it's not right to involve someone else in our marriage issues just because he thinks it's something. What do I do? Okay, first off, you, you always talk first when, you, when we ask a question and it drives me crazy. Not this so time. right away, right off the bat, the mm-hmm. um, this idea of he thinks I'm lying, he thinks I'm with another man, mm-hmm. um, all of this stuff, that is a red flag. And I want you to go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage mm-hmm. and get counseling, teletherapy counseling. COVID ain't got nothing to do with cell phones mm-hmm. and you can still do teletherapy using getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Mm-hmm. You do need to talk to somebody about this. If someone like doggedly is uh, insisting that you are cheating and lying and hiding things, that is a very unhealthy sign, mm-hmm. right? It's a sign of... And it might be a sign of him being guilty of stuff too yes it, it's it works both ways and when people behave that way sometimes they're just reflecting out to you mm-hmm. what they are doing mm-hmm. so reach out and get help please right away uh and then you are absolutely correct it is not healthy or okay to reach out to other people about your marriage in this context mm-hmm. like for him to call your friend is not a good idea you will very quickly lose that friendship. Mm-hmm. And I would not suggest that. If he thinks that's okay, he needs to go get counseling. Mm-hmm. If you could share this episode with him, uh, fellow man, fellow man, friend, dear friend of ours, man of this woman, wife, please go get counseling. You need help. Oh. I need help speaking, but you need help with your marriage. Is there a giftfaithful.vocal coaching right, you could go to? My words all stopped working. <laughs> no, for, for this, I, I, I would suggest, yeah, definitely go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage to get counseling. You're requesting it. We are giving you an answer of where yes. you could get uh, an appointment today. Right. Uh, actually, you, you could today. So go go check out that link. And mm-hmm. um you guys need to have big time conversations mm-hmm. about this. Obviously, you know this, and there's a couple of things that aren't okay. You know, I, he goes and asks my friend questions. If that was a, a male friend, then as a guy, I might ask some questions there of you. I, oh I, yeah, I still, that still, makes sense. I still agree that you don't get to put the husband doesn't get to put your friends on blast and stuff like this and saying where'd you go with this and that. Right? No, because that's then not, that, that's that, really that unhealthy. Just, 
reflects insecurities of the husband and right. what's going on, right? And, I, and some sometimes people are scared to go to counseling because it would expose yeah. what they're doing. Well, I'm, you know, I've got a side chick over here, like talking to other girls or whatever. Uh, ooh, okay. Yeah, counseling won't be fun for you then. That's right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say this, and this is something that uh, if this person, if your husband mm-hmm. has a history, meaning his parents had this dynamic, that might also be what's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe his mom lied a lot mm-hmm. and hid things from his dad. And That's maybe, a really good point. And maybe mm-hmm. he like grew up in this type mm-hmm. of home where his mom was just or, a or maybe total his B. Mom, and <clears throat> maybe his mom stepped out or cheated or all this right. stuff. The point is to talk about it, right? Yes. Bill says to contact Seth for an appointment. Right. No, <laughs> don't contact me for an appointment because I am not doing therapy in that way. I do therapy for uh, another... Go to therapy and then get coaching with Seth once right, you've done your right. therapy. We, we do coaching. Coaching, and I'll plug coaching again. Coaching is different from therapy to where we get down to it. We talk on Voxer every single day. You get to the nitty-gritty. I check in. The, the nitty-gritty. <laughs> I check in with you every single day. Melanie checks in with her folks every single day. We have uh, video calls during the week, and that goes for 60 or 90 days. Right. And if you think that you aren't going to change in 60 or 90 days, mm-hmm. then you got another thing coming, right? right? And there's a whole thing about it. It's different from therapy because... We, it's not super empathetic and like touchy feely. Let's go all into this stuff. It's what are your goals? You're not getting off the hook and you have to sacrifice some stuff to do this, Mm -hmm. right? Coaching can be really hard and uncomfortable, but guess what? That's where we grow people. Right. That's where we grow. And I've had some uh, frustration um, in, in therapy, wanting to take more of the coach Mm -hmm. aspect like bro, Wake up. Right. And wake up. I'm going to share just a, and this vision keeps coming into my head as you're speaking. Like, Mm Therapy is where you sit down in an office with someone and you open the door of your past and you bring it all in mm-hmm. and you talk about what happened and you say, see this one time when my dad said this and I felt this, what do you, what, how do I get over that? Mm-hmm. Right. You're literally mm-hmm. going backwards in your mind in time. You're going backwards and you're mm-hmm. healing from the things that wounded you. You're understanding them differently. You're reparenting yourself. You're getting mm-hmm. new perspective. All of those things. Those are very important. Uh, but this crazy thing happens when, and sometimes this happens in perpetual therapy where people don't realize they're supposed to get over that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to actually grow past that stuff. Mm-hmm. And instead of being able to get move forward, they go into places and they put that past right in front of their mm-hmm. relationships and they go, this past is more important than right. this future. This is, this right? is a, a big block here. And in uh-huh. coaching, we say we get that you have a past. We get that you went through something hard, mm-hmm. that maybe your first marriage fell apart you were abused, whatever. We are going to honor that that thing happened, but it's staying back there right. because it cannot even be here anyway. Mm-hmm. It can't, the past can't be in front of me right now unless I choose to mm. l- allow it to be in front of me right now. And uh, people don't understand. I wish people had the, vi- mm-hmm. I have a very visual mind and I, th- I literally see like you're putting your past mm-hmm. in front of your relationship with your or children. How about this? this is my favorite quote. Don't look, don't look behind you. You're not going that way anyway. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. right. And so that's kind of the, the premise of coaching is like, we're getting past the past. Right. And we're moving forward into Ooh, the future. Get past the past. The past is our past. Right. Uh, let's see. What else was I going to say? It says, how do you approach therapy when your family of origin made it out to be super weak and unnecessary to take issues to someone who isn't part of the family? Mm. You bust through that lie. You I get read, through it by getting right. through it. I read a thing today that says black sheep in the family are usually the ones who step out and break the generational curse or whatever. I'm the black sheep of so our So am family. I. Ooh. Are you kidding me? High you don't five know that? The black sheep. 
it's the it's the it's the the black sheep, the one that steps out, that challenges the norms, that says, right. "Wait a minute, this is this is you know whack. Th- th- right. This is this is messed up. I'm not going to do that." Right. And then you step out. So, um, I, I want to. How do you approach therapy when your family right. of origin made it out to be super weak? So that's their opinion. Right. Right. That's we're not, not living. We're not living for other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. We're not living for other people's judgments. Right. Um. Uh, I'm a black sheep. Uh, yeah, yeah, for real. Black sheep unite. Black sheep unite. Uh, this white girl definitely got the black gene. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, uh, take issues with someone who isn't part of the family. So just because they think therapy black is... Black sheep is my fourth clan? I don't get... I don't know what that means, Delana. Oh, I do. I, oh, I think I do. What's the fourth clan? Well, I'm not, not going to explain it for Delano, All I can think Delano, of is but, the... Um, Cla- clash, clan of clashing clan. I don't even know what I think. Is a game clan? Clan of cla- clan clash of, of clans. Clash of clans. I don't even know. Anyway, but so it's hold on, hold on. I was saying. Sorry, I was go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. To take issues with someone who isn't part of the fam. So you have a different opinion on therapy. You you believe it. You believe it works. And sounds like your issues with someone who doesn't believe it works. Right. It doesn't matter. So. Can I say an analogy? It's so perfect. Yes. Spicy, not spicy foods. Okay. My sister, I adore my sister. She and I buy the same crap. We wear the same clothes. We are wonderful friends. She and I could not be more different. I love exploring every place, eating everything, all the spicy foods, bring them on. She thinks ketchup is spicy and doesn't eat strawberries because they're too intense. I am not kidding. We are different. Strawberries are intense. Yes. I cannot base my... Life goals and ambitions, what I eat, what I think, what I drink, where I go off of my sister's opinion, Mm -hmm. because that limits what I want to do, right? That limits where I, what I can do. How on earth is it any different Mm. in family of origin with things like, is therapy okay? Therapy If I did stuff that my family thought was okay, not okay. He wouldn't live in Washington, you guys. I wouldn't be living my full... I wouldn't, wouldn't be living my my best chef, life now. Chef space safe, Seth space shape. That's right. That's right. right. So, what does this look like for you guys? Don't let other people hold you back to what you know is true, to what you want to believe, and to what you want to do. Right. I was going to say something, and I don't. I don't read remember. the question again. How do you approach therapy when your family of origin made it out to be super weak and unnecessary to take issues to someone who isn't part of the family? That's right. So, just because someone doesn't believe something or doesn't support something. Uh, that that should not put weight on what you mm-hmm. think or believe or do. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do therapy because they think it's super dumb, but I have an issue with that. So the the idea of differentiation mm-hmm. is you get yours, you become full, you become whole, no matter what other right. people uh, th- you know prefer or not prefer. Uh-huh. If that makes sense, right? Um, so if my dad has an issue with my say if i had like daddy issues mm-hmm. i'm just like that's that's even rude to say right oh mm-hmm. it's got daddy issues mm-hmm. right because a lot of men do right uh and but my dad thinks there is no issue mm-hmm. and i'm like so that that is that i am allowing somebody else to hold me back from my progress because right. they don't mm-hmm. believe it it's kind of like if a flat earther right was you know i i i'm too scared to travel and believe and know for a fact that the world is round right. but my dad is a flat earther mm-hmm. that's that's keeping me from traveling well if i travel this and he'll he'll think i'm stupid because he knows the earth is flat and i'll fall off the end right but i'm like that is stupid right but no I'm not going to flat to, earthers you do you well you know i mean there are a, a, there are a lot of flat earthers all around the globe 
<laughs> Get it? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That was pretty anyway. good. Anyway. Um, I do want to mm-hmm. say too, let's see. If here's what I would say. If your uh, family members were therapists, mm-hmm. if they had psychology degrees, I would have a different thought about this. But you're going to someone who's like, I don't know, a lawyer or a mechanic or mm-hmm. a vet for your therapy needs. They're not going to help you in the way that a trained therapist who knows what they're talking about is going to help you. So don't be like my sister and me. Don't don't like stop yourself. I mean, not that I do this, but just don't do it. It says, I have a buddy whose mom is a therapist and abandoned him and since then uses therapist jargon with him while still while still he feels wounding him. He feels she poisoned his attitude towards therapy. Mm. Yes and no. People are bad. Therapists mm-hmm. aren't bad. Right. That's like saying the church hurt you. No. Right. Idiots inside of a church hurt you, not mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. Therapy didn't hurt you. The mom, who is a therapist, hurt you. But that is a very good point and right. also mm-hmm. very confusing. Okay, so we're going to jump over onto. Is there another question? It says, okay. thank you guys so much for your confirming what I'm trying to convince myself of. I want to be a better version of me, not molded by what my family thinks I should be. Oh my gosh, I have mm-hmm. to say really quickly, that is the hardest thing ever to do. My entire family is quiet. They're withdrawn. They're very kind of antisocial if you put them in a social setting they'll do okay but their desire is to be like in a cocoon of their own world i am the total opposite it is very hard and lonely to be different than your family i have had actual thoughts of what will my family think if i do x y and z Mm -hmm. we're talking about going on a white water river rafting tour with hilltop counseling and I am terrified. It's the absolute opposite well, it's not thing. Only just, a tour. just quit. It's mm-hmm. the absolute opposite thing of anything that any female in my family would ever, ever do. And I have to actually say to myself, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, it's different from what my family will do. It's fine. If I want to do it, because I actually want to do it, I want to do things that scare me. You which went to Europe that, for, for 21 days in like nine countries. That's what's, I know, what, but what's it's you have no idea. That. Well, you do have an idea. It is so hard to go against the family of origin, like s- just jet stream of stay in your lane-ness. Mm. And I, but I do it and I choose to do it. So I'm so thankful that you're thinking and that way. That's funny and because that questions. comes out to me too when I'm going to do mm-hmm. stuff I'm like this is it's a fight it's mm-hmm. an actual fight to not That's just right. conform so well, what one, one thing that I was going to say mm-hmm. you guys you may have heard us talk about uh, sexologist Shamira oh yeah right? and she has a, 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 a hashtag called on the green couch and she is a legit sex therapy sexologist uh, sexologist down in Louisiana, mm-hmm. we met her through doing stuff with Kev on stage and Miss Kev on stage, the Love Hour podcast, and we had a convo with her yesterday, and we are going to go live with her, and we are going to talk about sex. She has a book called Use Your Mouth, mm. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. So uh, that's going to be fun, right? We're going to do a, we're, it's going to go live, let's see, one week from this Friday, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do a follow-up session with her on the Friday I, after that. I want to get Use Your Mouth and her cards and do them mm-hmm. before we go live with her. That Don't gonna, even say, say anything rude. And if you don't know what a sexologist <laughs> is, I just Googled it. It's a study of human and sexual life uh, in our relationships. Or relationships. Or that's relationships. Right. So I just wanted to plug that, put, you, put that out there. Go to sexologist Shamira. Follow her mm-hmm. and then send us your. Qu- we want to do tons of questions for her that are straight from you guys, not mm-hmm. from us. We don't need to ask right. your questions. We want, uh, well, we do, but we want you guys to send your questions in. So send mm-hmm. them to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com and just 
type sexologist and then ask right. your question. And we're we'll, going to we'll, ask. We'll keep it. Yeah. We'll keep it anonymous. But for real, send in your questions. Nothing is off limits. Mm-hmm. Nothing is off limits, right. and it'll be an actual educational conversation. Yes, yes. So, yes. all right, we're going to dr- dive into the Anatomy of Marriage app. Right Go here. get the app. Oh my gosh. D- new newsflash. We just got our pigs put into the reminders of our app. If you roll your eyes at me, I'm going to smack you with this microphone. But we got pigs, a pigs reminder, into the app of our app. What am I saying? Mm-hmm. The reminder section of our app. You can literally schedule in notifications. And it says, remind me to do my pigs. And I'm so excited about it. Go check it out. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to read the question. So this is the just for fun section. Wait, Have you on. ever... That's so funny. Barry says, speaking of sex habits, who's your mommy should be a th- thing in the bedroom instead of just who's your daddy that's funny. <laughs> which is weird who's, when no, you that say weird, that because then it's like but mommy it's issues. funny bill says seth don't smile so much about you i know your right i know i had such a good thank joke you barry says congrats that. on the app but let's get into our questions oh wait Brittany says we love your app it's probably one of the best purchases we've made since we got married Woo! yes uh, we saw that this weekend and Hatisha literally jumped for joy. Air Force Steven. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, okay. Now we're going to start our conversation starters. Can I talk now? Yes. Why does your wife talk so much? <laughs> <laughs> That's not in the thing. Just kidding. <laughs> conversation starter. All right. All right. Here we go. Have you ever taken a helicopter ride? No. And I would be absolutely terrified to do it. It is really, really scary. I would not want to so, do that. So I went to Alaska. I've been there twice, right? Without you. You haven't even been, which is hilarious. And the first time I went... My whole family went without me. I'm not even kidding. They left me with my aunt. You're just not meant to go to Alaska. <laughs> so right. that is funny. It's weird. Anyway, uh, we rode in a helicopter atop the Mendenhall Glacier outside of Juneau mm-hmm. and landed the hel- helicopter on the glacier and walked around the glacier for about... No, we did ice climbing on the glacier for about two, no, two to four hours we were there drinking water just from the glacier and then poofed up in the helicopter again. And it was so disorienting. Right. It was bonkers. Was it you and Matt? Yeah, it was me and Matt. So somebody says, hey, well, Bill says, hey, Seth, could you please post where to learn about doing the 75 hard in the men's group thinking about doing it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. If I could do coaching around 75 hard and get five dudes to be... Well, we to are. do it all together. I mean, we do coaching anyway. We kind of are trying. I mean, I'm creating like an AOM hard kind of version, but we want to not name it hard. It just sounds like we're just totally stealing. Well, yeah, that would be stealing. Andy we'll- Frasilla, if you're listening, is that okay? That's right. Yeah, I will, Bill. That sounds sweet. Okay, I want to do that too. Like, do it as oh my a, gosh. a team. Second okay. question. Uh, just for fun section, what is the hardest job you have ever done? I have done so many hard jobs in my life. <laughs> Say some. I love knowing the hard From, things that you've done. Uh, and most of these were in high school and in college because I've always worked. Started working at a gas station when I was 14 years old, alone at a gas station, pumping gas. And one of the hardest jobs I'd done, I did it with our friend Gabe. His dad owned a machine shop, right? And we would get in a dumpster and shovel out buckets of metal oil sludge. And it was gross. And it was hot, and it was You and dirty. Gabe did that? Mm-hmm. I cannot even imagine that. Gabe is an unbelievable hard worker. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm not... And him and his yeah. brother, Jesse. But anyway, that's one thing. And then, and then one summer, I was a, uh, a laborer on a construction site for a brick mason, and I would... And that was scary, too. We would be 40 feet up in the air, and I'd be hauling... Uh, mortar? Uh, uh, mortar and blocks, and I was just the, the complete grunt dude right and here, here's a funny story and i'm i'm gonna say it because i don't 
I don't care, right? <laughs> so I was on the construction site, and uh, and it was just a hoot because if you've ever been on a construction site, this is a big. We were building a high school, right? So it was a big. There were you know a couple hundred workers all over the place, and people did not care. I mean, every other word was a cuss word, and they did not care if things didn't get done. You were destroyed, right? So one time I had to pee so bad, and uh. I, I I had to climb down the thing, the 40-foot scaffolding, climb down, then I found a corner inside the building, and it's just bricks and stuff, and there's dirt on the floor, and I peed, right? And then the foreman, like, came around and caught me, and he, and he cussed me out so bad. You mother, you're a college boy. Why don't you, what? And I mean, I was just like, oh. And so I got grilled for that and it was i was like oh man it was it was crazy and then one time so i didn't know this but at the time i wore boxers right not boxer oh. briefs just boxers right this is and funny. in college you wear your boxers until they just kind of dissolve off right. of your, so there was a hole right in the crotch of my boxers right and during the work day i ripped a giant hole in my pants Right, so come around lunchtime, we all sit on our little our uh, coolers, all in a circle, sitting down, squatting down, right that, and you could just see everything. There was a, a giant hole in my work pants and a giant hole in my boxers, <laughs> and I looked down and I was so embarrassed. So that's uh, yeah, those, those are some. Hot dogs. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I was selling hot dogs, right? <laughs> On the work site. So, yeah, what about that you? What's the hardest job funny. you've had? Oh, my God. oh, no, you were showing your hammer. <laughs> yeah. That's a really That's funny right. one. I haven't heard that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I haven't had very many hard jobs. Yeah. Uh, I worked as a barista forever, which is, mm -hmm. a, is a really hard job, and you have mm -hmm. to be really fast. And mm -hmm. this was, like, before push button baristas mm -hmm. were a thing. But, like, I that but that wasn't a hard job. Mm -hmm. Um no, I was I've, gonna I've, say I've put a vinyl siding in the summers of South Carolina right, for I know, a couple you, of years and yeah. been on fifty foot ladders on yeah. So I was gonna say the hardest thing I've ever done is giving birth. Having children is mm -hmm. a hard job. I, why can't I open this? Okay, Brittany Ugh. says seventy five deep. That's a good thing. So, uh, but no, but for real, my husband uses the sandwich method a lot. He usually announces that he's using the sandwich yes. method first, but he makes an effort as it is seen and appreciated. It has helped our. Uh, yes. conversation Wait. skills a lot that's good that reminds good. me i'm so glad that you said that Brittany, because i want to throw out a new method that it's called um repeat after me oh. we made this up i made this up uh, a few weeks ago when uh -huh. i wanted seth i said something to seth and my anticipation was that or my expectation was that he'd be like oh that's cool but he literally didn't say anything mm -hmm. and i thought it is not fair of me to get mad at him because he didn't meet my expectation mm -hmm. in response and so i said i said to him like um seth Please repeat after me. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, Melanie. I'm I'm glad you're interested in that. Mm -hmm. And he did. He said, mm -hmm. "Hey, that's really cool. I am glad you're interested in that." And then I elaborated on that. So it's like a prompt that you give, and we're kind of diffusing the situation mm -hmm. with humor a little bit. We're not we're not scruffing over mm -hmm. the real meat of it. But and then I did it on, on another occasion too. You know, yeah. I was like. Hey, tell me my muscles are strong no, or something yeah, like, like that. Just so, something silly. So we it, use this. Instead of getting angry, say, mm -hmm. repeat after me. And it has to be done with a nice heart, nice thoughts. And it could literally be like, hey, do you like my new, um, I bought, I'm not even joking. I have like, what are they? They're knockoff Birkenstocks. Mm -hmm. They were $14 at Fred Meyer. And they're like neon. I right. love 
anything crazy candy raver. And Seth didn't say he liked them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you not like Instead of going, well, do you think my shoes, are, you must think they're ugly. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, like repeat after me. Mm-hmm. This is just an example. Repeat after me. I think your shoes are really fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of being like, oh, he's, he, oh, bleh. right. Right? All right. To use yeah, that so method. that's a good one. So we got to wrap it up. We love you guys. Thank you. Join us again tomorrow. Remember, go follow sexologist Shamira. We are going to chill with her in, uh, soon. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you do have questions about coaching, email us at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com where results happen. So mm-hmm. thank you guys. We'll see you Wednesday tomorrow. Love you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye.